premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Ruscello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Well, how you doing, folks? We are coming to you live from the Asylum Studios here in the bowels of southwest Texas, a little town called Eagle Pass. Thank you for being with us today for our Sermon Sunday broadcast. And um, I want to tell you, you know, we had a real blessing today at church. Um, four of our young people followed the Lord Jesus Christ's example and were scripturally baptized today. And what a blessing it is when you see new believers get baptized. And you got to keep in mind uh, uh, the progression in what I just said. There are a lot of denominations out there that seem to think that you have to get baptized in order to be saved. Well, it doesn't quite work that way scripturally. Scriptural baptism is you believe, and then you get baptized. So denominations like the Catholic Church, who uh, baptize children and babies, I should say, not children, because a child can profess Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and then eventually get baptized, of course, yes. But a baby cannot profess Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And uh, baptism is not sprinkling, it's not pouring, it's not by aspersion. Uh, scriptural baptism, scriptural baptism is getting down into the water, being laid back in the water to symbolize or picture the death burial of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then the coming up out of the water signifies the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so that is the beautiful picture that scriptural baptism portrays. And it's just an outward display or an outward demonstration of something that had taken place spiritually. And uh, it's a real blessing, real blessing to be there today to see that. And uh, you know, we, I want to say congratulations to those uh, four young people who came forward today and were baptized. God bless you. Now, folks, I hope that you made it to church today, and I hope that, uh, that you were able to spend some quiet time with the Lord today, because, you know, the Lord looks forward to spending time with His children, and I hope you look forward to spending time with your Heavenly Father. I hope that you don't look at it as some a big inconvenience or, or a chore that you have to do each and every day. It shouldn't be that way at all. Your Heavenly Father loved you so much that He gave His only begotten Son 
to die on a cruel cross to pay for your sins. And uh, he did that out of love. And all he looks for in return is a demonstration of our love through our obedience and through our fellowship with him. So I hope you got to spend some time today with the Lord. uh, And it was a real blessing for you. Now, folks, on today's Sermon Sunday broadcast, we're going to examine the fear of God, the fear of the Lord. You know, there are tremendous advantages in fearing God. And today, I'm going to give you about 15 of them, if we have the time. And uh, every passage I'm going to show you is going to be from an Old Testament passage of Scripture. And again, I'm going to try to show you about 15 of them, and every single one of them is about the fear of the Lord. Now, even though, because uh, there are some people out there that'll tell you, well, you know, uh, we're not supposed to fear God in the church age. You know, that's not entirely true, all right? Because even though the primary theme of our dispensation, the church age, uh, even though the primary theme is love, uh, the grace, and the mercy of God, we still have an obligation to pay attention to the fear of God. Now, before we get into our message today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and when you get over there, head over to our contact section, open up that little uh, web form there, and why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. Uh, And if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly by using info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for a recurring $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, I know the economy is tight for a lot of folks, and you might not be able to uh, commit yourself to a recurring contribution. But if you can make a one-time contribution, we would be thankful for that as well. And you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button or by scanning the Cash App QR code, which is on our website as well. So, folks, why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you would like to be an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be so extremely thankful for it. Now, first and foremost, before we proceed any further uh, with the rest of the show in this segment— I always want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for a number of things. Uh, I I could sit here for for days just listing all the things I need to be thankful for. But the most important thing that I'm thankful for is the gift of salvation that the Lord Jesus Christ purchased for me on the cross of Calvary. 23 years ago, 23 years ago, and I can't believe it's already 23 years, I turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, and I asked him to save me. Uh, Not because I was some high, moral, uh, righteous person, but because I'm a sinner. I was a sinner then. I'm a sinner now. The only difference is, then I was a sinner on my way to hell. Today, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I don't wear that as a badge of honor. Don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, because I got saved, I can go out and do whatever it is I want to do. That's not the case at all. But I'm acknowledging the fact that there is nothing in and of myself that I was able to do to get saved. 
I had to turn to God. I had to seek the Lord. I had to ask the Lord to save me. I had to acknowledge that he paid that sin debt for me. And 23 years ago, (laughs) unbelievable, 23 years in walking with the Lord. And I've had good days. I've had bad days. I've had uh, times of strained fellowship with the Lord. And I've had times where fellowship was so sweet, I didn't know what to do with myself. But I'm saved. And I'm only saved because of the Lord, because of what he did for me. And by my accepting that free, perfect, and precious gift, And you can do that too. You can do that too. All you have to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reach out to the Lord. Ask him. Tell him, Lord, I'm a dirty, rotten, no good, foul-mouthed, blankety-blank, you fill it in, sinner. And I am on my way to hell. But Lord, I believe that your blood is the all-sufficient payment for my sin. I ask you today, Lord, to please wash me clean and save me. Now, if you do that, and you are sincere from your heart, and you truly believe in, in that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is all-sufficient, that there is no work that you can do to earn your place in heaven, the Lord's going to save you. And again, folks, it's not the prayer that saves you. It's believing. It's faith. So I hope that you do that today if you haven't done it yet. And if you have done it, praise the Lord. God bless you for it. I also want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for for granting me this ministry to allow me to be able to do this every week, to sit down with you, to open up the Word of God, to pull our ignorance together, to glean something from the Word of God that we could apply to our lives something that we can take out to the lost and the dying of this world. So it's a tremendous ministry, and I am so extremely thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ for allowing me to do this. I also want to say thank you to all of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you so much for your prayers. God bless you for them. Please continue to pray for my family, for this ministry, and for myself as we move forward here and as we continue on with all of these Bible studies and and these sermon Sundays. And uh, It's a challenge at times. It's hard to study sometimes, but uh, I know you're praying for us, and and I'm so thankful for that, so please continue to pray for us. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. God bless you for your contributions. Thank you so very, very much for it. Uh, your contributions help us to pay all the bills here. So uh, without you, there would be a lot less that we're able to do. So thank you so very much for it. And I also want to say thank you, of course, to every single one of you who listen and download and play uh, the episodes that we put out, the shows that we put out. Uh, Your plays and your downloads have kept us high up on the charts. We are currently sitting in five number one spots on the Good Pods platform, which is unbelievable. And I am so blessed by it. Thank you so very much for it. And uh, please continue to listen. Please continue to play and download and share it. And uh, uh, by doing that, like, like I always say, uh, no matter where you're listening, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, how about some announcements?
All right, folks, I just want to remind you of our Thursday night Bible study every Thursday night live uh, at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, last week, we uh, finished Revelation chapter 10, and we uh, worked our way into Revelation chapter 11. I think we got to verse 7, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I have to check my notes. Uh, and we are really having a blessing of a time uh, in, the, in the book of Revelation. And uh, each, each, week that we, uh, each week that we meet together and we, uh, and we uh, talk about the Word of God, we talk about the book of Revelation, I'm telling you, uh, as I'm doing the studies, I'm learning right along with you. And uh, there's a lot of things that, that the Lord's been opening up to me as we've been studying, and I am really looking forward to uh, finishing up Revelation chapter 11. Uh, Revelation chapter 11 is the key to the book of Revelation. And once you get chapter 11 down... Uh, the rest is cake. So, uh, hope you guys can tune in. Uh, if you can't, if you want to listen in live, you can head over to our website, sort of the spirit podcast.com. And, uh, we have a player on our homepage, or if you, uh, if you want to check us out live on Spreaker, you can do that as well. Just look for us at sort of the spirit podcast, uh, there as well. And, uh, also don't forget, uh, as we are here right now, we're meeting on sermon Sunday at 3 PM central time, 4 PM Eastern time. It's always a great blessing to be able to spend time in the Lord. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is head over to the church's Facebook page, log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get there, you're going to find lots of really helpful information and also episodes of this podcast. And again, as always, we're thankful to the folks at First Baptist Church that run the church's Facebook page. And of course, also thank you to Pastor John Monk, my pastor and my friend, for all of his support, his encouragement, and his uh, consent and permission to allow us to post the show on the church's Facebook page. As you guys know, I don't have a Facebook page, nor do I want a Facebook page. So uh, by the church allowing us to use uh, their page, it's been a real help and a real blessing to us. Now, folks, um, like I said, you know, we've been going through the book of Revelation, and uh, right now in Revelation chapter 11, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a parenthetical chapter, and um, uh, basically we're right smack in the middle of the tribulation. Now, if you don't have any intention on getting saved prior to the rapture of the church, and you plan on going through the great tribulation... My suggestion for you is you better start checking out the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on the current events, and there are no issues that are off limits. If you want a breakdown of current events, we got it. If you want to know more about, and this is particularly important if you plan on missing the rapture and you plan on going through the through the great tribulation uh uh and if you so if you want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency we got that too you want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic hey strangely enough we have that now if you want to hear more about politics bible studies sports campings firearms and more 
The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. You can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms as well as www.crn.best. You can also find them on www.crn.best. That's the Contra Radio Network. All right, my friends. Also, I want you to check out uh, my good buddy, Chase Tobin, the Tobinators, uh, Three Pillars podcast. Uh, it's a, really, it's a great show. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, Brother Chase really presents the material in such an easily understood way. It's a real blessing. And uh, so his podcast, the Three Pillars podcast, focuses on personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, he drops a new episode, uh, usually every Friday, uh, sometimes on a Saturday. So uh, you can check him out on all of your major podcasting platforms, as well as Good Pods, YouTube, and on Rumble. I also want to mention another uh, really nice and, and well-done Bible study podcast, and that's the Busy Believers Podcast. You can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms. You could also find them, uh, oh, good Lord, I don't have their website. <laughs> I am so sorry, folks. Uh, but definitely check out the Busy Believers Podcast. You can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, they drop a new episode every Wednesday, so you should really, really check them out. Very well done. Really get a blessing from listening in every week. Now, folks, uh, don't forget to sign up for our programming announcements. You can find that uh, sign-up form on our website. And all that is, is that's just a mailing list that we've, we've been putting together so that if, and there's a, if the event, we have to reschedule a show, we have to cancel a show, move some things around, have a guest, or whatever uh, that has to do with programming, um, we're going to send out this email to everybody on the mailing list, so that keeps you in the loop. Now, uh, you know, we only do two shows, two shows a week, and that's on Sunday and Thursday, and a lot of things happen between Sunday and Thursday. So uh, the email list is really the best way for us to keep in contact with everybody. So uh, head over to our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com, and uh, fill out that programming announcement subscription. We don't sell your information. It all stays here with me. And uh, we're not going to spam you with a lot of stuff that you really don't want. All right. Also, the last thing, while you're on our website, just head over to the Sword Swag section. And when you get over there, you're going to find these really great Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs. And you can get one of these nifty little things for a $25 contribution. Uh, should I do the slurp? All right. I'll do this. Last one. We're not doing the slurp anymore because it's not funny anymore. Okay. So, but last one. Mm. Ooh, that's hot. <coughs> I was not expecting that. I, it's been sitting on the, on the desk here for a little while, so I thought it would be cooler. But uh, today's beverage of choice is um, some uh, McDonald's coffee, uh, one of my favorites. Love it. So, um, but much, much hotter than I thought it was going to be. Good Lord. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, 25 bucks will get you uh, a $25 contribution will get you that coffee mug. And if you'd like one of these really nice... Uh, sort of the spirit podcast t-shirts like the one I'm, that I'm wearing the one that I'm wearing right now you can get that also on our website for a $35 contribution and to do that just hit the info button on the sword swag section and uh, just let us know what you're looking for how many and what size if you're getting a t-shirt it's very important you tell us what size make sense I think so you're an above average crowd I fig figured you might understand that 
All right. So uh, send that out to us and we'll get it out to you as quickly as we possibly can. All right, folks, uh, that should do it for our announcements. So uh, that means we're going to come to our first break of the uh, afternoon. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual, mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. People steal, they cheat and lie. For wealth and wine.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we're coming into the uh, prayer request segment of our show. And uh, we're going to be getting on through our prayer request here in just a quick moment. Uh, let's see. So um, what we're going to do here is we're going to go through those prayer requests for the folks that are in need of salvation first, first and foremost, the most important thing. And then we'll go down the sick list and then our general and unspoken prayer list. Now, uh, salvation, like I tell you every week, is the most important decision you're ever going to make in your life. I cannot overemphasize how important that decision is going to be for you. And I tell you that because salvation uh, uh, has eternal consequences. Your decision on salvation has eternal consequences. And now is the time to get saved, because now is, is probably the easiest time to come to Lord Jesus Christ. Because right now, we live in what's called the church age. Uh, I'm a dispensationalist. I teach dispensationalism, and uh, we'll get into some of that another time. But uh, basically what a dispensation is, it's how God deals with mankind during a certain period of time. Uh, So there at one point was a dispensation of conscience. Then there was the dispensation of the law. That's when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and set up the entire Levitical priesthood and and so forth. And then you come to where we are. Now, there are more than that I'm mentioning right now. There are are seven dispensations altogether. I'm just hitting the highlights. Uh, You had the law, and now you have where we are in our time period, the dispensation of grace. The dispensation of grace. The church age. And during the church age... Salvation is by grace through faith, and that's it. That's it. There is nothing else involved. It's grace through faith, not of works. Why? Lest any man should boast. And what does that mean? Well, that means, well, look at all the good that I do. I've earned my place in heaven. See, God doesn't want that. God doesn't like that. God likes a humble spirit. And you humble yourself by going to the Lord Jesus Christ and you're telling him that, look, I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm on my way to a devil's hell and there's no way for me to get out of it of my own. I need you, Lord. I need you to save me. And all it is, and all it is, is putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in the finished work, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can very easily sum up the gospel message just like this. It is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So now is the time to get saved. It's the easiest time because all it is is faith. Now, if you want to wait and you want to miss the rapture of the church, which is what we discussed in Revelation chapter 4, that's the time where the Lord returns in the clouds and he calls up his, his uh, church and the church is taken out of the way. And then when that happens, all hell breaks loose on earth. And then the dispensation changes. It goes back to what it was during the law. Faith plus works. You're going to have to work to earn your salvation. 
to keep your salvation. That was my hand hitting the desk. And you don't want to have to do that. You don't want to have to go through the tribulation. You don't want to have to try to endure to the end. Folks, it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be something easy. And if you've been listening to our Revelation studies over the past uh, 10 weeks already, you know that. We're right smack studying the middle of the, revela- of, uh, the tribulation right now in, in the book of Revelation. So if you haven't been listening, you should listen because it's not going to be easy. You're talking some horrifying, catastrophic, natural and supernatural events that will be taking place. You don't want to go through it. And if you were to die today, and, you're die, and you die without the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're not saved, well, my friends, you're going to wake up in hell. There's nothing in between. There's no purgatory. There's nothing like that at all, where you're going to spend a shorter period of time. No. Where you can work off your, uh, your sins, pay your debt. No, because the Lord Jesus Christ paid it already. It's blasphemous to think that you can go someplace and get purged of your sin when the Lord Jesus Christ did it for you. So, folks, get saved. Get saved today. Don't wait. Don't wait. Now, on our prayer list for salvation, we, have, uh, we still have my mom, Diane. Uh, we have David. We have uh, the Baldino family. We have Jasmine. We have Manuel's mother. We have Sharon, and we have Adam's father. And I am pretty sure there are more people that we can add to this list. So, folks, if you have anyone that you're working on, anyone that you're, that you're uh, praying about, uh, let me know, and we'll put them on the prayer list. You know, over the last few weeks, the Lord has been moving through our prayer list. I'm going to come to that in just a few minutes. But, folks, get on the prayer list. If you have anybody you're working on, let me know. We'll add them to the prayer list. All right, so we're going to be praying again for my mom, Diane, David up in New York City, uh, all the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're going to be praying for Jasmine, Manuel's mother, Sharon, and Adam's father. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the tremendous gift of salvation that you've given us through the shed blood of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just ask you today to move to touch those that are on our our salvation prayer list. Father, we pray that you would touch each one, that you would draw them to yourself like you did for me 23 years ago. Uh, You just put that, that unquenchable desire and thirst to know you. And Lord, uh, you drew me in and I pray that you draw these folks in as well. Father God, please, please, for your son, the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, Lord, please save these folks. Father, we ask you to please save my mom, save Diane, save David. Lord, please work in the Baldino family for all those that are not saved. Father, again, we know who they are. We know their family. We know the folks in the family that are saved that, that do present a strong gospel witness. So, Father, I pray that, uh, that uh, you would water those seeds that have been planted and then that the harvest would be able to be reaped. Father, we pray for Jasmine. Lord, we lift her up to you. Lord, we pray for her that, that, uh, that you would save her. Father, we pray for Manuel's mother. 
Lord, we lift her up to you. we lift her up to you as well. Father, we just pray that you would work in her through her son, that she might come to know your son. Lord, we're thankful for Manuel. Lord, today today he was baptized. And that's a tremendous blessing. And his parents were there, and they heard a great message, a great gospel message from our pastor. They witnessed their son get baptized in scriptural baptism. Father, we pray for for uh, for her. We pray for his for his dad as well. And Lord, we just uh, we just trust that you'll do a mighty work there. Father, we pray for Sharon. We lift her up to you, Lord. We ask you to save her. We pray for Adam's father. Uh, Adam's father has visited our church many times. He's, he's heard his son Adam uh, preach and, and pray, and, and uh, I know that Adam gives him the gospel, and we just lift him up to you today, Lord. We ask you to work and save him. And we ask all of this in the name and through the blood of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. And moving on down to our sick list, um, we are going to continue to be praying for uh, Pastor Martin for uh, all of his health concerns, for his, uh, his heart condition, his eczema, his blood pressure, his vision problems. And then uh, we have an update, actually, on, on Jasmine, and uh, the family has uh, expressed their gratitude and their thankfulness for all of our prayers. As you know, Jasmine has been in critical care at the hospital uh, battling lupus, and uh, it was reported to me today that uh, she, has t- she has taken a, a, a very positive turn, and uh, the family is so happy and thankful and rejoicing in that. And uh, so, folks, please continue to pray for Jasmine, that she would uh, continue to improve, and that uh, the Lord would restore her health, and uh, not only her physical health, but her spiritual health, and that she might get saved. Uh, we announced last week that uh, Mary Perez, whom we've been praying for, that uh, uh, had been battling cancer, she is now cancer-free. Another answered prayer off of our prayer list. We're also praying for my mom, uh, who is uh, still in uh, a rehab center up in New York, and we're praying that uh, she'll be able to get released soon and head on home, and that all of the work that uh, that's going into trying to get her uh, home health care will be, will be blessed by the Lord, and he'll open up that opportunity and uh, remove any restrictions from that so that uh, uh, my mom would get that, uh, that round-the-clock care that she needs. We're also praying for my sister, Laura, for her back pain. We're praying for Bernice, uh, who has been battling cancer. We're praying for uh, Bernice's mom, Laura, who's also battling cancer. We're lifting up Janae and uh, the heart condition that she's been, uh, been struggling with. We're praying for uh, Sharon Baldino with cancer, Martin Mata with uh, lymphoma. We're praying for Daniel Villarreal with leukemia, Alex Ortiz with uh, some breathing problems and some uh, difficulties in his brain. We're also praying for uh, Diego Ortiz, his son, who uh, had surgery to remove part of his intestines. And uh, uh, I need to get an update on that, and I'll try to do that for you uh, before our next show. So um, we want to lift all of those folks up that are on our sick list. Now, also, we're praying for uh, my brother-in-law, Jude, for his business up in New York. He's a contractor. And again, if you have any contracting-type business that you're looking to get into, uh, uh, you can reach out to me, and I'll put you in contact with Jude, and perhaps you guys can uh, do something together. Uh, That would be a real blessing. So we're going to pray for Jude. We're also praying for a great brother and a great friend of mine, Federico Salinas, 
we're going to ask the Lord to continue to bless him and his family, uh, hedge him about and protect him as he moves forward in his career and uh, in his service to the Lord. We're also lifting up uh, uh, Brother Aldo uh, and his company, uh, Pro HVAC, out here in Eagle Pass. We're going to ask the Lord to bless him and bless his business. We're also asking uh, the Lord to to, uh, to uh, take care of Angel and her pregnancy, her husband Alex in uh, his employment. Uh, we're also praying for Isabella, for her walk with the Lord, and what a blessing it was that Isabella was baptized today as well. Uh, we're thankful for that. We're also praying for Jessica for her walk with the Lord as well. And then, of course, on our unspoken uh, prayer list, now the unspoken prayers are just those prayers that we just don't have the words to, uh, to express the particular need, or uh, perhaps it's a deeply personal issue that, um, that uh, you know, just really just is just between the individual and the Lord. So uh, on our unspoken prayer list, we're praying for Eduardo Rodriguez, we're praying for Ronnie, Ed, Larissa, Hector, Manuel, Angela, and I have my own unspoken prayer request. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, we ask you uh, just to, uh, to, to, to touch each one that are on our sick list today, Lord. Lord, we, we rejoice with the family of Jasmine. Lord, we're thankful that you touched her. Lord, we're thankful that you, you brought healing uh, to Jasmine and that Sarah, there's this marked improvement and uh, she has taken a, a positive turn. Lord, we just thank you so much for that. We ask you, Lord, to continue to work in her. Uh, Lord, bring healing to her body. Lord, we ask you also, please, to just uh, also work in her and in, in her need for salvation. Father, we thank you so much uh, that, that you have moved in our prayer list for Mary Perez as well, Lord, that you have brought healing, you, you've uh, removed the cancer from her body. And Lord, we pray for all the rest that are on our prayer list, uh, Bernice and Laura and, and uh, Bernice's mom, Laura, uh, my mom, Pastor Martin, uh, 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 Daniel and Alex and Diego and uh, Janae and, and Sharon and, and Martin, and Lord, we just lift them all up to you. We ask you, Father God, just to touch each one of them, and Lord, just bring healing, bring grace and mercy, Father God, and we'll thank you for that. Father, we also pray for, uh, for Jude, my brother-in-law, and his business. We pray for uh, Brother Salinas uh, for, for to, to continue to bless him, hedge him about, and protect him and his family as he serves you. Uh, for Brother Aldo, uh, for uh, his business at Pro HVAC, and Lord, we just pray that you would continue to bless him and hedge him up and protect him and his family as well as they as they seek to know you better. And and uh, Lord, for his business, Lord, that you would just uh, bless the work of his hands. Father, we lift up Angel and her pregnancy to you, Lord. Uh, she's getting close to delivery, and we just pray, Father God, that you would just uh, just just be there with her and give her grace and mercy. Father, we pray for her husband, Alex, and his, for, his, for his employment situation. Lord, we're thankful for Isabella, for, for, uh, for her getting baptized today. And we're, we're, we also ask you, Father, that you would continue to work in her and, and walk close to her as she, as she draws closer to you. Also praying for Jessica, for her walk with the Lord as well. And then, Lord, for the unspoken prayers of our hearts, we lift up uh, Eduardo, we lift up Ronnie, we lift up Ed and Larissa. Lord, we pray for Brother Hector and for his particular need. We pray for Manuel. We pray for Angela, and then, Lord, also for the uh, prayer need that I have as well. Father, we just commit those prayers to you, and we ask you, Father, for those and for all of the prayer list, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would answer those prayers according to your perfect will for us and for our lives, and, Lord, that you would receive all the honor and the glory 
that you are due. And Father, uh, as we move forward here, we ask you to also bless the, bless the message today. Lord, uh, help me to preach it and deliver it uh, with authority from the Word of God. And Father, I pray that if there is any listening today that has any particular need through the message, Lord, that you would answer those needs. And if anybody needs to be saved, Lord, you would use this message today for that as well. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, feel free to email them to us at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can go onto our website and uh, use the contact form, or if you have an active account on Spreaker and you are logged in, you could always jump into the chat room and drop your prayer request there as well. All right, and uh, moving on down our list here, we actually have a birthday that we are going to mention today. Uh, so next week is Angela's birthday, but since uh, we don't have a show on the day of her birthday, we're going to wish her a very happy birthday here right now. So Angela, if you're listening today, on behalf of myself and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family, we want to wish you a very, very happy birthday, and God bless you. Happy birthday, Angela. Uh, again, on behalf of myself and the Sword of the Spirit podcast and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family, God bless you and a very happy, happy birthday. All right, folks, we're going to take our second break of the afternoon here, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Maybe get yourself a cup of coffee. I think I'm going to do that myself. Uh, well, a refill anyway. Uh, a bottle of water, maybe. And uh, when we come back, We'll be getting into today's Sermon Sunday message, Fearing God. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for Thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Great peace have they which love Thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. 
Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after these things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, do and the God of peace shall be with you. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Now the Lord of peace himself Give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all.
now the God of peace, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruscello. Uh We are going to get into our message here in just a quick second here. I just have to turn off the, uh, the fan in the background. It's getting a little hot in here, so I, during the break I put the AC on. Um, not sure if you actually hear it or not, but you might. And let's, let's get rid of that. Hold on. All right, I think that's a little better. We are a top-notch operation here, folks. We are the consummate professional. <laughs> okay, all right, folks. Well, if you would, if you have your Bible with you, would you please take your Bible and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to get started there. And... Um, it's crazy. I was actually while you're getting while you're getting your Bible out and you're turning over. It's crazy. I was looking at um, our numbers, our downloads and plays, and uh, I mentioned last week we were fast approaching ten thousand downloads and plays, and uh, we actually passed that uh, over this past week, and that is a tremendous blessing. It's a huge blessing, and uh, we are at episode ninety two. Believe it or not, if you can believe that. And, you know, if, you, if you're listening for the first time, I'll, I'll tell the story. And I'm pretty sure whoever else listens, you know, my, my tens of listeners, I'm sure that uh, they won't remember anyway. But um, no, I'm kidding. I have, a, I have an exceptional audience and I appreciate them and, I, and I'm very thankful for them. But um, uh, I never thought that we'd pass 10 episodes, honestly. Uh, I tried to, uh, to do this podcast under 
different names at different times over the last uh, four years or five years or so. And uh, just never really uh, went anywhere with it. No listening, no listeners, no nothing. And uh, figured I would give it one more shot. And man, the Lord has blessed it. It's been a real blessing. And I'm, I'm incredibly honored. I'm incredibly fortunate. And I hate using that word fortunate. But, uh, I'm, I'm in, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm just so incredibly blessed and just amazed at the work that, that uh, the Lord has been doing through our little podcast here. And it's a real blessing for me. And thank you so very much to everybody that's uh, listening in. All right. Did I give you enough time to get to 1 Corinthians chapter 10? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Now, before we go on, I'm going to say this. Paul, in this particular epistle, is writing to the Corinthians all right, and the Corinthians is an absolutely Gentile church. They have absolutely no Jewish background whatsoever. Amen. But he doesn't hesitate to use an Old Testament Jewish example. And that's important for us to understand in what follows. Okay? He doesn't hesitate to use that. All right, verse five. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now they wouldn't have any knowledge, the Corinthian church, they wouldn't have any knowledge of what had taken place in the wilderness unless they had some exposure to the Old Testament, right? All right, now verse 6. Now, these things were our examples, to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. All right, so these things are for our example. Everything that happened in the Old Testament. All right, let's skip down and pick it up in verse 9. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. All right, now go to Philippians chapter 2, if you would. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. Now, the reason I decided to open with that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 is pretty much because I wanted to talk to you today about the fear of the Lord. And there are tremendous advantages in fearing God. And I'm going to give you about 15 of them, if I have the time. And, uh, and I know that someone's going to rush off and they're going to say, well, you know, fearing God isn't a New Testament thing. Well, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. The Lord just told us that all that business down there that happened in the wilderness, when they refused to be obedient to God, is for our example. We're to learn by that, are we not? Now, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. All right, so you work a thing out. Now, that doesn't mean that you're gaining your salvation by works. 
You know, if you uh, if you listen to Brother Chase's uh, podcast, the Three Pillars podcast, you'll learn about you know going to the gym and pumping iron. Right now, when you're down at the gym pumping iron, what are you doing? You're working out, right? Isn't that what they call it? You're working out. You're working with something you already have when you're working out, right? Now, it may not be much, but, uh, you know, be that as it may, you're theoretically working with something you already have. You're working it out. All right, now Paul says this, working out your own salvation with fear and, tre- with fear and trembling. Now, I mentioned earlier, you know, I teach folks to be dispensationalists. And uh, there's always some danger associated with that, and that's this. There are some folks that have a tendency to go overboard, and they go in the wrong direction. And that's how we get people that that are called hyper-dispensationalists. You know, uh, they throw the baby out with the bathwater. And and they forget that even though we're in a New Testament setting, a church-age situation, and the fear of God isn't the primary theme of the Pauline epistles, I mean, you understand that. The, The primary theme... It's, uh, you know, it's not the fear of God. It's the love of God. It's the grace of God. It's the mercy of God. And every passage that I'm going to show you is an Old Testament passage. And again, I'm going to show you about 15 of them. And every single one of them is about the fear of the Lord. But even though that isn't the primary theme of our dispensation, we still have an obligation to pay attention to it. You can't totally disqualify it. It's a principle that needs to be observed. Now, when we talk about the fear of God, there's always going to be someone around that doesn't have a lot of sense that's going to say, well, I don't believe that we ought to have a God that we fear. Do you know what people are saying when they say silly things like that? What they're really saying is, I want a God that conforms to my expectations. I want a God that's going to be like what I want him to be. Well, folks, I'm sorry, but God is going to be what he is, whether you and I like it or not. And so there's a certain fear that needs to be connected with God, just like, you know, we would fear a righteous father. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I feared my dad. But that didn't for a minute, not for a minute, discount the fact that I knew that he loved me. I knew that, but I still had a pretty healthy respect for him. That would be like fearing a righteous judge or like, you know, fearing a good school principal. You know, I don't think kids fear school principals anymore, do they? I don't think so. Man, when I went to school, when I was in grade school, man, you saw the principal coming. First of all, he was a giant. He had to be at least six foot something. And he, was, he just had this towering, kind of intimidating stare. And he would just look down at you as you'd walk the hallways with his hands clasped behind his back. You know, in his, in his, his suit and tie, he would just look you up and down as he walked by you. Man, you feared him. You feared him. You had reason to fear him, you know. Uh, or even a good teacher. Even a good teacher. I think the meanest teacher I ever had in my life was Mrs. Mandel. Man, she was tough. She was tough. She was hard. She was strict. You know, and the last thing, I mean, she was like a Marine, you know, and the last thing you wanted to do was get dressed down by Mrs. Mandel. Yeah, because she knew how to do it. (laughs) She she did. She knew how to do it. I feared her in that respect. 
But you know something? As I looked back over the years and years later, I knew in my heart of hearts that she was the best teacher I ever had. You know, I, I struggled with reading and, and English, but you know something? She didn't give up on me. And it's because of her that I ended up excelling in reading and English. You know, she pushed me. She pushed me hard. She was there for one reason and one reason alone, and, alone, and that was to teach us. And she was absolutely determined to do it. All right? I feared her. You might call it a healthy respect. Very healthy. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about fearing God. So let's begin in Psalm 111. Psalm 111. Go about to the middle of your Bible. That should be about where the Psalms are. And then look for Psalm 111. I'm going to show you some, some advantages of fearing God. I'm not trying to show you disadvantages. I'm trying to show you the advantages. And I've got about 15 of them, more or less. All right. Um, looking at the clock, I don't know if we're going to get through them all, but, but here we go. All right. Psalm 111 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So if you want to be smarter than you are today, that starts with fearing God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now you remember, and I think there's still some floating around out there. Have you ever seen one of those stickers in the back of some lowrider car, you know, one of those cars that come around and it's like, you know, one of those things. And then, uh, you know, they had this big black and red sticker on the back that said, um, no fear. Right? Do you remember seeing those? Well, what does that mean? You know, and I, I would ask that question from time to time. You know, what exactly does that mean, no fear? And nobody could ever give me an adequate explanation. But I know what it means. I know what it means. No fear. Let's throw the fear of God out of the country. And this kind of lines up with everything else. And you know what that does? That just makes people dumber than a box of rocks. That's all it does. If you want to get smarter, if you want to get some wisdom, then understand that wisdom comes by fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's the stepping stone. It's the starting place. That's the starting line. All right? That's not all. Go to Psalm 147. You're in Psalms. Just go over to your right, a couple of pages. Psalm 147. The Lord, all right, verse 11. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. So you please God by fearing him. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him. Now that's no different than a teacher in a classroom and students that have enough respect to listen to what the teacher says and obey the teacher, you know, as opposed to those that don't. You know, the Lord says, I'll take pleasure in that side over there, but not that side over there. And, you know, the same thing is true in our lives. The Lord takes pleasure in those that fear God. Now, what we're trying to do in America as a society is throw the whole concept of the fear of God out the window. You please God by fearing him. All right? That's not all. 
Psalm 103. Psalm 103. There are a lot of advantages to just having a good, fearful, healthy respect for God. Now in Psalm 103 and verse 15, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. So you gain God's pity by fearing him. You know, sooner or later, you're going to be in a situation or a position in life where you say, God, would you just have pity on me? Would you just take some pity on me? And the Lord says, okay, let's see how you register on the fear scale. Have you demonstrated you have a fearful, healthy respect of me and my book and my commandments? Or have you pretty well ignored all of that and set it aside? God's pity is exercised towards those that fear him. But that's not all. Now, I know I said you know, all Old Testament, but there is one exception. Okay, sorry. Look at Acts chapter 10, please. Acts chapter 10. Your New Testament, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Your fifth book in your New Testament. Acts chapter 10 and verse 35. Acts chapter 10, verse 35. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Now, you are accepted by fearing God. Now, I understand that as believers, we're accepted in the beloved. My acceptance by God is predicated by the fact that I'm in Jesus Christ, and I know that. Now, in the context, what Peter's talking about here is nations. Nations find acceptance in the sight of God based on their fear of God. Now, the less fear America demonstrates of God, the less acceptance nationally we have of God. And then consequently, more problems than we can ex- more problems arise and we can expect even more problems in the future. It's a simple axiom. It's not a complicated formula. It's going to continue to increase as long as the fear barometer continues to decline. All right, well, look in Psalm 103. Psalm 103, let's go back to the Psalms now. Back to the middle of your Bible, Psalm 103 and verse 17. Psalm 103 and verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. So you can obtain mercy by fearing God. And evidently that thing has the propensity to slide down to the next generation. How do you know that? Children's children. That thing has a tendency to keep moving on through the family. So in other words, if you fear the Lord, it'll be fairly evident to your children. And there'll be a far greater tendency on their part to do the same. Amen? And it's going to benefit them, is it not? It's going to be to their tremendous advantage. You gain mercy by fearing God. Now, I've heard all kinds of preachers stumble around this word fear because, you know, they're trying to be politically correct and, and, and you know, smooth it out and make it more acceptable to the 21st century mind and the 21st century ear. But the Bible says fear. You know, I, folks, I can't apologize for what the Bible says. I know what it says. It says fear. 
Now, I've tried to couch it in some kind of an explanation as you would, you know, fear a father, or, you know, in a verse that we read just a moment ago. Well, the verse that we just read, you know, like a father, like a father pitieth his children. So the Lord compares himself to a father. I feared my father. But, um, but you know, as you grow and as you mature, as you grow into an adult, you know, I didn't fear that my father was going to take me out and spank me, you know. You know what my fear became when I became a man in reference to my father? I feared that I would disappoint him. I didn't want to do that. I feared that I would disappoint him. And as you grow in your Christian life and as you grow in your level of maturity, that'll occur to you someday. You know, I'm not necessarily afraid of the woodshed. I'm afraid of the disappointment. That's still a fear factor, though. Amen? Something to be afraid of. All right, now look with me in Psalm 112. Psalm 112. All right, now in Psalm 112, in verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. All right, so you're blessed by fearing God. You're blessed by fearing God. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm interested in getting all the blessings I can get my hands on. (laughs) You know, I'm just interested in getting blessed. And I have been blessed. I have been. And and I'm thankful for the blessings. In fact, you know, sometimes I marvel at the blessings. And I want you to be blessed. I I want everyone that I've ever served to be blessed. And a great deal of those blessings, you know, evidently are attached to fearing God. All right? That's not all. Go over to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs 14. Just uh, go through the Psalms to your right, and then you'll hit Proverbs and go to Proverbs 14. All right? Wow, we're already on number seven. I I could slow down a little bit, right? (laughs) All right. You know, I've been racing because I really want to get through all of these. All right? Uh, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26. Proverbs 14 and verse 26. You see, every one of these things so far is an advantage. Every one of them. You know, when you talk about fearing God, most people instantly frame that in their mind uh, in the context of, you know, that it's going to be a disadvantage to them. It's not going to be a disadvantage to you. It's going to serve, it's going to serve as an advantage to you. You know, what are you going to get out of it? Well, you're going to get wisdom. You're going to please God. You're going to gain his pity. You're going to get his acceptance. You're going to gain his mercy. You're going to gain his blessings. Man, that's a good deal. That's a good deal, but that's not all. For, uh, Proverbs 14, verse 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. So do you know what else you're going to get? Confidence. Confidence. Now, you, you can probably go down to Barnes & Noble and find like three, diff- three dozen books on how to get confidence. You know, by, you know, written by all the new gurus on the television and, you know, and TikTok and all that stuff. And I'll guarantee you that not one of them is ever going to touch the subject of fearing God. You know, and the Bible says, you know, that's how you get confidence. Paul evidently had confidence 
when he said in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Where was his confidence placed? His confidence was placed in Jesus Christ, was it not? So you see, that's where his confidence was. And that's where the more we understand this book, we fear God, we approach it appropriately, the greater the confidence is. Now I'll give you an example. A guy comes up and says, God's really dealing with me about preaching the gospel, but you know, I'm too afraid to stand up in front of people. What do I do? Well, he's got a tremendous fear. That's a tough fear to overcome. But you know what will motivate you to overcome a fear? A greater fear. You with me? In other words, you've got a fear to do this, but when you contemplate the greater fear of if you don't do it, that's a pretty good motivator to move you on ahead. Amen? Then you begin to learn where your confidence is. It's in fearing the Lord. And, I'll, and he'll help you put it in Jesus Christ. I mean, I can't tell you how afraid I was the first couple hundred times I preached. I can't tell you. You know, it just, to me, was a terrifying thing. You know, the last thing on the planet I ever really wanted to do. And, I, you know, I just, over and over and over again, Lord, you got to help me. <laughs> Lord, you got to help me. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I thought about bailing and, and quitting the whole thing. But I'll tell you what kept me in the race. And what kept me in the race was the fear of getting out of the race. Just going through all of the humiliations. You know, sooner or later, if a man's called to preach, he's going to stand up in the pulpit and he's going to, you know, pull a complete boo-boo. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says in the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. I mean, you're just going to have a total slip of the tongue. You know, you're really going to foul up somewhere. And folks, I'm not even going to tell you about some of my foul-ups. I mean, you're going to do it. You know, you're going to do it. And when you do it, man, you're just going to want to crawl off and find a hole and die somewhere. You know, you'll say, man, I am never doing this again. I guarantee it. But it's the Lord that just keeps pushing you out there, pushing you ahead, moving you forward. And then, you know, listen, I've lived in that passage that says the foolishness of preaching. I've lived in that passage. You know, a, a preacher learns to live in that passage right there. And, and God hath chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. Well, hey, that's me. You know, and then he calls preaching foolishness. That's what he calls it. So do you know what you're doing when you're, when you're, what you're really doing when you're standing up there preaching a sermon on a Sunday? You're literally making a fool out of yourself. That's what you're doing. And think about that. That's what you're doing because God calls preaching foolishness. But he also says that he wants to bless it. That's what he wants to bless because God, because God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Does he not? And so confidence, confidence comes from fearing, excuse me, from fearing God. And the same thing is true in your witnessing. 
Now you say, well, I'm afraid to witness. Well, you know, stop and think about what happens if you don't witness. I mean, not that it's going to rain bullets on your head, but, you know, someone, you know, you know what, actually, let's, let's take a detour for a second here. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to depart from the, from the notes here. We go Ezekiel chapter three, Ezekiel chapter three. Now, somebody asked me recently, this made me think of it, somebody asked me recently if this was applicable to church-age theology, and, and frankly, you know something, I really can't see how it wouldn't be. To me, it's, it, it seems like one of those, you know, universal, cross-all-boundary axioms, because what you have here in, in, in the discussion is the righteous versus the wicked. All right, you have the righteous versus the wicked in every dispensation, don't you? Well, sure you do. All right, let's look at uh, verse uh, 17 of uh, Ezekiel chapter 3. Verse 17, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning for, from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked... And he turned not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. All right, and now as you go on down through that narrative there, he repeats that thing three different times. His blood will I require at your hand if you don't warn him. So do you know why we warn him? Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. We don't want that guy to go to hell. We fear what God says is true. It's the fear of the Lord that predicates all that. Now, if you don't want to witness, if you don't want to tell your friends and your family about Jesus Christ, if you don't want to live for Jesus Christ, one day you'll be standing there watching them get thrown into the lake of fire. You'll hear them screaming and weeping and wailing. And there you're going to be with their blood dripping from your hands. All right, so confidence, confidence comes. Confidence in our witnessing, confidence in our preaching, confidence in our doctrine, all comes from the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Now, the, the last thing in the world I want to do is give you bad doctrine. Do you know why? The fear of God. I don't want to give you bad doctrine. The fear of God. All right, now, that's not all. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. Now, in Proverbs chapter, chapter 16, and let's look at verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So, you're separated from evil by fearing God. All right, now, there, now, if you have a healthy respect and fear of the Lord, that'll probably determine what you watch on television and what you don't watch on television. That's probably going to determine where you go and where you don't go, what you listen to and what you don't listen to. You see? All predicated on the fear of the Lord. It'll separate you from all evil. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast.
Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here, and when we come back, we're going to pick it up in the book of Malachi. So this will give you a chance to go find the book of Malachi. Folks, once again, Sword of the Spirit of the Podcast, Sword of the Spirit Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. from Emmanuel's veins. The sinner was plunged beneath the flood and God said, Since then I walk in forgiveness and all of my guilt was erased. The chains of the past are broken at last, I got saved, oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus, I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right, He got a hold of my life, I got Jesus, how could I want more? I've received nothing but goodness I've tested and tasted your grace I was so lost till I fell at the cross And got saved, oh I got saved I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord I'm restored and made right He got a hold of my life I've got Jesus How could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon The love of God won't let me stay the same The love of God pulls me up higher His will is stronger That's why I got saved Amen I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I got Jesus, how could I want more? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, 
thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and we are talking about the fear of the Lord, fearing God. Now, before we went to the break, uh, we, uh, we mentioned we're going to be starting off uh, with the book of Malachi. So hopefully you were able to find it. In case you didn't, it's the last book of your Old Testament, the book of Malachi. And we're going to go to Malachi 
chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Now, this is interesting, actually. This is talking about fellowship with other believers uh, and, and how fellowship with other believers comes from fearing the Lord. Let's look at the verse one more time. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. So these folks are talking one to another. They have something in common. There's a common denominator. There's a common thread that kind of you know, weaves its way through them. They all fear the Lord, and because of that, they have fellowship. We have fellowship one with another, like First John says, and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. All right, now look in the same verse. We have an indication here that meditation on God's name comes from the fear of the Lord. Then they that feared, then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Fearing the Lord and thinking on his name seem to go hand in hand. So in other words, it, it propagates meditation, pondering spiritual truths and things about the Lord. You know, people need to ponder. You know, they need to cogitate. That's the word they use. They need to cogitate on those things. They need to think about those things for a while. All right, go over to Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8. So there are advantages. You know, we're not the kind of folks that major on the fear factor. But you, t- you can't totally discount it either. You can't throw it out. You know, I got saved because a preacher preached a red-hot, scathing, blistering message on hell. I was terrified. I was scared to death. I was going to die and go to hell. Now, you might say, so that's the reason why you got saved? Yeah, that's exactly the reason why I got saved. I didn't want to go to hell. Now, I'm sure that that's not everybody's testimony. I'm sure there are some people that just get, you know, completely overwhelmed by the love of God. And that's okay. Amen? There's nothing wrong with that. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's okay. There are some people that maybe get totally engulfed in the story of the love of God. You know, but for for us knuckleheads, you know, for us boneheads, for us hard-headed Sicilians from New York, we need a stronger message than that. Now, if you broke it down, and and there'll be all kinds of exceptions to it, you know, but if if you broke it down as a general rule, I would probably say to you that that women respond more to the message of the love of God and men would have a greater tendency to respond to the wrath of God. You know, just, just knowing the difference between men and women. You'd have to receive his love to be saved. Conversely, if you don't receive his love, you face the wrath of God. So, you know, both elements are on either side of the message. But I'm just talking about what's being emphasized, you know, one or the other. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly enters into the equation. And, and, and if, you know, a, a lot of preaching today, tragically and unfortunately, never even alludes to the wrath of God. You know, separation from God, hell, you know, the consequences of sin. You know, all those things that, like, the old-time preachers used to rain down on your parade about. You know, men like M.R. DeHaan and, and Charles Fuller and uh, 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 J. Vernon McGee. You know, all those guys, you know, consistently talked about hell in their preaching. Every one of them. And, and that's a different denominational spectrum than that, those three names that I gave you. But they constantly and consistently talked about hell. And you don't hear that much anymore. It doesn't really even enter into the equation. So it's, it, it, it's kind of thrown out this way. You know, they'll say, receive the love of God. But if you don't, there are no consequences. And that's a lie. There are horrible consequences if you don't. You need to, under, you need to understand the other side of the axiom, hence the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord and it's emphasized so much in the Word of God. All right, Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 12. Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. So do you know what this is talking about? The fear of man is removed with the fear of God. So in other words, who am I going to fear more, man or God? You know what Peter said? Peter said, we'd rather obey God than man. All right, so if, so if I say I'm going to fear the Lord more than I'm going to fear man, and what, he, what he's going to say, you know, I'm not going to fear what he's going to say, do, think, you know, or otherwise— then consequently, the lesser fear is removed by the greater fear, like we discussed a little while ago. So most people's lives, or a great portion of their lives, are operated to some degree by the fear of man. You know, what will they say? What will they think? Well, who cares? The important thing is, what will God think? That's the important thing. That's the important thing. All right, let's look at Psalm Psalm 145, Psalm 145, back to the middle of your Bible, and uh, we're going to go to verse number 19, Psalm 145 and verse 19. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. You know what? That's not a bad deal. Your desires are granted with the fear of God. Desires, wow. Wow. You know, who knows? You know, desires. It's a pretty good thing. Do you know what desires indicate in your Bible? They don't always indicate something spiritual. Now, sometimes they do, but they don't always have a spiritual connotation attached to that word, desires. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, a bonus. Desires. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, it's just God smiling and blessing on his children, just being good to his folks. You know, again, the foundation stone for that is the fear of the Lord. Look in Psalm 145. 
We were there, weren't we? Same verse, same verse, verse 19. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. You know, your cries are heard because you fear God. Just like when a a child cries and a father that has pity. You know, God is compared to a father that has pity. And we've already read that. And he hears the cries. He hears the cries of those that fear him. All right, and finally, you'll be saved because you fear the Lord. And of course, we've already commented on that a little bit, but, you know, does the fear of God enter into salvation? Well, according to the verse, he will also hear their cry and will save them. Now, ultimately, everyone's going to ask, you know, one of two things for salvation. They're either going to ask God to save them, or they're going to ask themselves to save themselves. And I don't care whether it's religion or philosophy or any of the rest of the stuff. You're either asking yourself to figure out a way or you're asking God. You're crying out to God saying, God, you save me. I need you. You save me. Amen? And if you're willing to cry out to God, that whole thing is predicated on an element of fear. Fear that you can't do it yourself. Fear of your failure. And so you cling to God and ask him to do what you can't do. All right, and then there's one more. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. This isn't a bad one either. This is a pretty good deal right here. You know, um, a multi-billion dollar industry has sprung up in America trying to um, prolong people's health. You know, and it comes from, you know, from radiation to chemotherapy to, you know, um, a variety of medications and herbal medicines and homeopathic inventions and, you know, vitamins. You know, the list goes on to infinity, you know, all to prolong life. And it's not that you blame people for wanting to prolong life. You know, certainly not. But it and, and it's not that you would fault them in any way for pursuing these avenues either, you know. But I, I have yet to see a book. And, and you know what? Someone, someone really ought to write a book. And it could be a little book. You know, I'm sure someone in, in, our, in our audience here is smart enough to do this. It could be a little book. You know, someone ought to write a book on all of the Bible formulas for prolonging life. You know, it's the last thing that anyone considers. Amen? It's the last thing in the world that anyone considers. All right, now let's see what the book says in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 27. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. So in other words, righteous people have a tendency to live longer than unrighteous people. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Now, can anyone think of another promise in the Bible connected to prolonged days? Anyone? Prolonged days. Honor thy father and thy mothers, that thy days may be prolonged upon the earth. Honoring your father and mother is another attachment to living a long life, as well as fearing the Lord. But you know how it is in America today. That just sounds too complicated. Just, just give me a vitamin, right? Let's just do that. 
Now, look, I've got nothing against vitamins, all right? I take them every morning, you know, the silver, you know, the old guy vitamin, you know? I take it. You say, why? I don't know. <laughs> just in case, you know, just in case there's something to it. But I'm not really dependent on that vitamin to prolong my life. I mean, it might give me a little bit of a better quality of life. I don't know. But you know what you really need to depend on? You need to depend on what God says. That's what you need to trust right there. And if you've got the willpower to eat right, God bless you. you know, I'm on your team. I just don't have the habits. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I, I try. I do. I'll confess. I, I try a little harder than I used to. I, you know, I try to cut out the greasy stuff where I can. You know, I'll get salads. You know, but the formula isn't in salads or rabbit food or vitamins. The formula is in the book. That's where it's at. And so there's tremendous advantages. And the Lord lists them for us in the word of God for fearing him. And, you know, now we can whitewash the word fear. We can water it down. You know, we could try to make it palatable. We can try to excuse what God says. But the matter, but the, but the fact of the matter is God says what he says. Folks, I didn't write the book. I'm just duty-bound to preach it. And there are tremendous advantages to what God says. So I'd say, you know, I, I, I'd highly recommend it. I'd highly recommend it. Father, we thank you that you've given us love and you've given us grace. And the love and the grace is a balance to the fear factor. We fear you as we fear a righteous father. But we, we understand, Lord, that all our fears, when we look at the big picture, were settled at Calvary. All of our sins were forgiven. They were all put under the blood. And that's taken care of. And we respect that and we appreciate that. So, Lord, as we look at what we've studied today, we look at it from an advantage point. The advantage that come to us as a believer for retaining that little element of fear in our hearts. Not fear because we don't trust you, because we do trust you. Not fear because of what you're going to do to us, but fear that we might miss out on some of the blessings and some of the advantages that you promised us. And so, God, I pray that we would seek those things and desire and hunger for those things. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, folks. I think that will just about do it for episode number 92 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Folks, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for taking part in our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Don't forget to send us over a message through the contact form or email us directly. Send us over your prayer requests also. Don't forget those. If you can help us out with a monthly contribution, we would appreciate that. But if you can't, a monthly contribution is just as good. Folks, win the lost, no matter the cost. Lord willing, I'll see you Thursday. God bless you and take care. Take care.
You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.